This is the business of pleasure. I live life to enjoy it. I come from a family of strong women, and you know, I mean, I just, that's what I know. That is so crazy to me, because at the end of the day, everybody's doing it. People need to stop being so hush-hush about everything. Welcome to our podcast, a weekly discussion with people who are in the business of pleasure. Brought to you by Bedroom Candy, a sexual health and wellness company. Once a week, we'll discuss the ins and outs of the sexual health industry, entrepreneurship, relationships, and empowerment. Join me, Nadine Thompson, president of Bedroom Candy Boutique Parties, on this journey of self-discovery as we wash away age-old stigmas about sexuality, self-love, and to learn about the lives of the people that make their living in the business of pleasure. Welcome to this week's episode of The Business of Pleasure. This week, we have the pleasure of speaking with Mrs. Gail Crowder. We've had Gail on the podcast before, and we had such great reviews on her interview. I decided to invite her back again. For our new listeners, Gail Crowder is a wife of 28 years, mother of two, and the founder and president of Bringing Sexy Back to the Marriage. Um, She does a conference called Bringing Sexy Back, um, which is dedicated to the spiritual and sexual enhancement of marriage for the modern day wife. Gail, I just think that's so timely. Gail has been responsible for spicing up thousands of marriages through the BSB conference and continues to change lives every day. A certified marriage life and Christian life coach, Gail has appeared on dozens of television and radio shows as a seasoned author consultant and lifestyle expert i asked gail back this week to talk about bringing sexy back to your marriage because in my travels for bedroom candy and just my conversations with our consultants and customers that's often an issue that comes up and gail you know we do a lot of parties um and a lot of women come in and they're asking about You know, what toys can they buy? What can they do to bring sexy back to their marriage? And I know the answer isn't just what new toy can you buy? So I thought maybe today we can talk for a few minutes about the whole concept and your insight and how um, people can bring that sexy back. So welcome to the Business of Pleasure, Gail. Great to have you with us. Thank you so much for having me back. I truly appreciate this opportunity. And I just, it just fills my heart with joy just knowing that um, you guys are in the business of pleasure and you enhance what I'm doing at my conference. So I'm truly appreciative. Oh, great. So tell us, when's your next conference? My next conference is January the 26th and 27th Mm -hmm. of 2018. And I know that seems really far away, but we already have 35 women registered for 2018. We have women already registered from Canada, from uh, the Bahamas, as well as um, some women from California and a couple of different states. So we're, we're really excited about this. Right. We'll have to get the word out there for our customers at Bedroom Canada. 
Sandy to have them attend because I think it's just such a wonderful conference that you do and something that's much needed. So, Gail, at your conferences, I know that um, uh, women um, are coming and many of them are, as you shared with me in the past, many of them are maybe are Christian women. Uh, many of them are looking to strengthen their marriages. I'm sure many of them have been married a while and very committed to the institution of marriage, um, but also wanting it to be not just a boring commitment, but something that brings pleasure for both them and their partners. Can you share with me, maybe let's start with some of the challenges that you um, have heard as far as people um, trying to keep their marriages alive? Well, it is, you know, like I said, I get the opportunity to really, in my coaching practice, to really talk to women from all over the world, from different religions, from different backgrounds, from different, you know, all different things. But I, I find in my practice and just from doing bringing sexy back to the marriage going into its eighth year is that the one thing that most women find is they don't have the time. Mm -hmm. Time management is huge. The second thing is really working on our own self-esteem and our own insecurities when it comes to our body images and those kind of things. And especially if you have been married for a while, especially if you've had children, you know, all those different kind of things, your body changes and, and, and then you become a little bit insecure when it comes to how you look in your lingerie or, you know, those kind of things. So I always tell women, first of all, we as women wear so many different hats. And once we get married, we begin to take our spouses for granted. And we put them on the back burner and we make, you know, our children, our priorities, our careers, you know, our church, you know, if we have some religious convictions, we put all of those things in the forefront and then we pull everybody, we put our husbands on the back burners, which really it should be the opposite. It should be God first. Then it should be our husbands, and then it should be our children and our families and our friends, and then our careers. And and unfortunately, in today's time, I know for a fact that most families function on two incomes. And so by the time we go to work and we come back home, and then if we have children, we deal with the children or our activities, and we do all of those things, by the time we get ready to go to bed... That is the last thing we we think about. That is not at the forefront of our thinking. We're tired and we're ready to go to bed and start all over again. Right. But I stress to women because I've been married. I'll be married 29 years in July. I'm super excited about Congratulations. that. Congratulations. my life. Congratulations. And I realize what it is. I realize that when I married my husband, he's the only walking, talking, living, breathing person that I cut a covenant with that I said I was going to spend the rest of my life with. And, and how do I do that and keep it fun and keep it exciting and keep it, you know, fresh and new? And it's about really engaging and creating fantasies and fulfilling fantasies and getting my own insecurities under control and all those kind of things. And I know with you guys being in the business of pleasure, you're able to aid women like myself and women all over the world with this type of, 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 of 
fantasy fulfilling things. Mm -hmm. And so I tell women to truly bring sexy back to their marriage, first of all, is really learning to balance it all. Learning to say no. You don't have to participate in everything that comes your way. Your children don't have to be in every football, you know, ballet. They don't have to do those things all year round. You can pick and choose, you know, what each child is able to do and that you can safely balance, you know, in the time that you have allotted. And I also tell women to begin to schedule sex. And, uh-huh. and people go, Gail, why would you want me to schedule sex? It should be, you know, spontaneous. It should be, you know, uh, you know, just, you know, whenever we're ready. But most of the time, if we are so overwhelmed with our day-to-day stuff, it becomes something that we don't do on a regular basis. So two weeks goes by, three weeks goes by, and then month, and you haven't even engaged in sex with your husband. Right, And so I tell women to schedule sex just like we schedule any other appointment that we have on our books. Interesting. Now, you brought up so many great um, things. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the idea of scheduling um, sex is, is a great idea, and it's a thoughtful idea. I think it's something that we might you know, be reluctant to do because you want it to be spontaneous and natural and just naturally occurring. But the truth is we get so busy and we're so tired that unless we schedule it, it may not happen. Uh, If you're not 22 anymore and wanting to do it every night or (laughs) a few times a week, it does does take some scheduling and just preparing. And that makes me think about a conversation I had with my husband when I was designing uh, fragrances for bedroom candy and one of the things he said to me was you know so much of what happens with couples you know especially couples who've been together for a while is that a lot of the communication becomes nonverbal. Yes. And True. so one of the things that you can do to really enhance that is you can create your own bedroom candy fragrance and a fragrance that both of them know and love and like. And, you know, one of those, for, for instance, in our Seduce Me line, you know, I love the heartthrob. And so you could use that fragrance, you know, bathe in it, take a shower with it, you know, put the lotion on your body, spritz with the moisturizer and the body mist. And, you know, that could be your signal for each other. And you can say to each other, whenever I've got that fragrance on, that's that, your you signal. It's your time, It's right? your time, exactly. And yeah. both men and women can use it. You know, like if you're hot and you're sweaty, you've been working it Saturday and doing work around the house. And, you know, you shower up and you go to bed and you get into bed and you smell that lovely fragrance that you both like. It could be the signal for, for sex or for intimacy. And may, it may not always result in a sexual act but it can result in an act of intimacy and so intimacy and closeness exactly really what what and I tell women all the time that is really truly how your husband communicates with you right and the more you don't schedule sex and the more you 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 know avoid that peace because you're so tired the more you're really kind of sending a nonverbal signal that I don't have time for you right and we don't want that right we really don't want that because you, we want our husbands to be our lifelong partners. And so I know for myself when I, you know, I, I travel a lot, I teach and I speak and, I, you know, I have so many opportunities. But what I have told Gil is, you know what, Tuesdays and Thursdays are your days. 
You know what I mean? That I make sure that I try to do the lightest things that I have on my plate on Tuesdays and Thursdays, so that way I know I'm not too tired. Right. And so when I told him those are his days, trust and believe me, he holds those to me. And it's right. like we're looking forward as when I go get my hair done, my nails done, you know, my, uh, my beautician knows when I'm coming. He knows when I'm ready, you know what I mean? And right. so I try to make sure that I stick with those days, not saying that we don't have sex or, you know, intimacy on any other days. That's, that's not true. But what I'm saying is I know for my schedule, those are the days that works best for Gail. Right, right. And so, and, and, I, and I tell women to do that until it becomes natural and it becomes habit again. Because when you first get in your marriage, of course, you have that anticipation, you have that courtship, you have all of those different things. But as time goes along and, you know, life happens, we begin to put that on the back burner. And I think it is such a vital part of a healthy, strong marriage. Right. One of the other things that you said that I found so interesting is you talked about women putting their husbands first. And I've heard, you know, in the community where we've had conversation and I've heard the saying before, it's God first, your marriage second, your kids, and then your career. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love that. But one of the things that it uh, made me think about as somebody who's you know, um, having a lot of conversations with women, I think even the idea of putting your husband, you know, and your marriage right up there on the top of the list after God, it really also is about putting yourself first. Absolutely. And I think that for many women, um, you kind of lump your marriage and your husband. It's all part of your self-care world. And it's so easy to put the things that are important to us and valuable to us at the back of the list and say, oh, I've got to do stuff for the kids. I've got to do stuff for my parents. I've got to do stuff for the church. I've got to do stuff for my community. I've got to do something for my women's club. I've got to, you know, I promise to visit my friend who's not feeling well. And it's really easy to keep putting yourself lower and lower down the list. And with yourself, your husband ends up in that basket and your marriage ends up in that basket. And so I find that it is, um, you know, a challenge for women. And I think just the idea of thinking about putting your marriage ahead of some of these things, um, you know, putting it, making it a priority, I should say, is really important because it's also very much tied and related to your self-care, your wellness, your sexuality. All of that is in that same basket. Would you agree? I would, oh my God, I would definitely agree with that. And that's the reason why I say we have to deal with our own insecurities and all those different things because it does affect how we relate to our spouses and how we treat them. And if you're not feeling well about yourself, if you're not feeling confident, if you're not feeling fulfilled in your career path or your education path or any of those things, it it, it, it spills over into your marriage, right? And I, I used, I was there before. I was there where I felt that was outgrowing me with education and, you know, with his professional career path and all those kind of things. I felt that. And so for me, I, I became, became a little bit of envious and jealous and, well, how come I'm not arising to that? And I, how come I'm not achieving this? And how come, you know, and so I started putting myself down. Mm-hmm. But when I realized 
that, you know, his achievements are my achievements and that we were one. And I began to sit down and just map my out my own aspirations and my own dreams and my own goals. And I began to achieve them and he began to celebrate me as well. Then we, we our, our whole entire dynamic changed. But again, I had to do that for myself because it's not Gil's job to make me happy. Mm-hmm. It's not his job to make me feel uh, a certain way. I have to feel that and bring that to the table. And I tell women all the time is that your your um, happiness is an emotion. It, it's something that comes day by day by day by day. But knowing who you are internally and being happy with who you are, that is something that is eternal. You know what I mean? Because, and I used to tell Gil, well, you don't make me happy. And he's like, well, what, what is happiness to you? And I couldn't even explain it because happiness to me at that time in my life was things, was material things. And that's not happiness. Because those material things can be taken away from me, and I'm still not going to be happy. But I was equating material things to happiness. And so I had to really search with inside myself and come up with what makes Gail happy, what what brings Gail joy, what what, what will sustain me in those tough times with myself and inside my marriage. And I realized that it had nothing to do with material things at all. It had to do with an internal piece that I needed to to work out for myself. Absolutely. Well, Gail, this was wonderful. I really think we need to have a once a month check in with Gail on the business of pleasure. You've got such a wealth of information and knowledge. I think this was just great. I always feel like I'm talking to a a long, close girlfriend when I speak to you about bringing sexy back. It's just wonderful. And uh, I am super excited uh, <laughs> that you... Um, Consider me that way. I consider you, I, the first time I met you, it was like a, a bond, and we could have talked forever. And yes. I knew you had a, a meeting to go to, but yes. I, I just consider it a privilege. I consider it an honor, and I am super excited about convention and all the things that are going to happen that is going to help these women truly take their businesses. Um, to a whole nother level. And I am super excited about I am being a too, part of that. I am too. It's an honor. Thank you so much for joining us this week on The Business of Pleasure. I can't wait to have you back again. And you have a great and blessed day. Thank you. Thank you, Gail. The Business of Pleasure is brought to you by Bedroom Candy Boutique Parties. To shop with us, visit us at www.bedroomcandy.com. To join our team of consultants who own their own home-based businesses, join us online and enter the code BOP2017. That will get you a 10% discount on your starter kit. Join us today.